Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20% says, be not deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. All right, it's 4 p.m. on Wall Street. Do you know where your money is? Welcome to Financial Issues, where we align reality with truth. Conservative talk radio you can count on. Financial issues that you need to know. We face a disintegrating economy, a weakened defense, and an energy policy based on the sharing of scarcity. We will simply apply to government the common sense that we all use in our daily lives. Now, here's your host, Dan Celia. Welcome back, Financial Issues. I'm Dan Siri. It is great to be here Monday, September 23rd. Yes, that means I'm live today. I'm glad to be back. We had a great time, great vacation. Uh, I feel rested and uh, ready to go. We've got a lot of news for a Monday, so that's good news. Uh, we've got some economic data coming out. I want to go over that. Uh, that is important. Uh, markets, well... It's going to be mixed right now at the open, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, some stock data on my website, not coming out any as far as buys or removal of anything on the buy list until Thursday, primarily due to some data that I am waiting for Wednesday. Hopefully, we'll receive all the data I need on Wednesday. Thursday, I suspect. I am uh, going to go through that. So as far as I know, the general public data that I'm waiting for will be out for sure. It's the other data that I am a little concerned about, but we should have all that out as well. My data, the data that I get uh, that I'm going to need to make some decisions about a couple of different things. So we'll, we'll uh, get to that. We have a conference call? I don't think we have a conference. Not this week. I think next week. I'm, I'm not sure. But anyway. We do have a town hall meeting coming up in Waco, Texas. Waco, Texas. Just a a few weeks away, but you need to register. This is another uh, AFA-sponsored town hall meeting. I'm very excited about it. We haven't been in Waco for probably, I haven't been there. Last I did a town hall meeting had to be five years ago in Waco. Um, I... I'm not certain about that. It might have been four, but somewhere in that neighborhood. It's been a while since uh, I've actually been in Waco a couple times, but not for a town hall meeting. And it's been, a, it's been a while since we have done that. So you can just go to financialissues.org, check events. And if you're coming, it doesn't cost anything. It's free, but we like to get a head count, make sure we got plenty of room. So um, make sure you uh, go to the website, financialissues.org, and register for the Waco town hall meeting so we're looking forward to that i wanted to remind you about that right from the beginning here uh we've got manufacturing data coming out this morning at 9 45 so we'll get a look at that in about 45 minutes and uh check on that and see what it looks like for the month of september we also get the service sector number for september also 945. 
So uh, we'll watch for that, and we'll uh, let you know what that's going to be. They are, I guess, fairly important numbers, uh, needless to say. We're watching uh, some of these numbers a little bit closer than we might normally do. Consumer confidence number, consumer confidence index, the index far more important than the consumer sentiment index coming out from Michigan University of Michigan sentiment numbers. I don't care much about those. They did go up last week, but nonetheless, this is the index. This is the consumer confidence index number. We sit at 135.1 right now. Wow, that is crazy good. So we'll see. That was for the month of August. So we'll see what September looks like. September, back to school, lots of, uh, you know, end of vacations. Everybody's feeling pretty good. Uh, so on and so forth. We still have relatively uh, inexpensive gasoline prices. That's good. Thursday, Thursday, we get the revision on GDP numbers. Last look, about 2%. We'll see what it looks like here on Thursday. That is a fairly important number. Uh, probably one of the some of the most important numbers of the week are coming out on Friday. We get durable good orders for the month of August. That's pretty backward looking, but none, nonetheless uh, important as we do move forward. This is an August number. Uh, the July number was 2.1%. Really, really good number. So I'm not expecting a lot out of this August number. We get CapEx orders, capital expenditures, um, uh, business capital expenditures coming out for the month of August, and that'll be out, and that'll be an important number. The other real important number, August numbers as well, personal income, personal spending, consumer spending for the month of August. Got to be pretty good just because of the whole back-to-school thing, uh, at least the spending number. Uh, we're coming off very good spending numbers, very good income numbers we're coming off of for the month of July. And then we get a core inflation number for the month of August. I don't really care much about core inflation, but we're going to look at it because core inflation does not include energy and food. But there, that's what's happening from an economic data this week. But there's an awful lot of other things happening this week in the global economy and the markets and economy here at home. Manufacturing in Germany sunk this morning to the lowest level in 10 years. And we're not likely to see any real changes in monetary policy coming out of the EU. Uh, Euro markets dropping on this news. This contraction is just another indication that recession is coming. France, by the way, suffering as well. Uh, their number's down this morning. And France is claiming that they are suffering as a result of U.S.-China trade. Of course, they would say that, but uh, there's probably some truth to that. So maybe, not likely, but maybe this will be a wake-up call for policymakers in the Eurozone. Why I say it's not likely? Because Mario Draghi already came out. He's a central banker for the European Union and has pledged an indefinite stimulus to revive the Euro bloc's ailing economy. Mario, you're listening? You've had indefinite stimulus for nine years. It's done nothing. 
Zippo. I know you want to continue to try that to expect a different result, which is no result. And I'm sure if you try it long enough, eventually you will get out of the woes in the economy and you can say, see, it's worked. Well, yeah, I, I think you need to think about some other alternatives to stimulate the economy of the Eurozone because the whole negative interest rates going, you know, higher and higher ain't working and it's not going to. You need to sit down with your policy makers and understand that you really don't have a lot of ammunition. There isn't any ammunition. You don't have anything. Negative interest rates is not ammunition at this point. But I know you're going to keep trying it, thinking that this somehow, some way is going to be the new normal for interest rates in the Eurozone. Or, uh, oil, global shares uh, dipping in the oil sector down a little bit Monday as uh, a little bit weaker than expected. Econom uh, economic surveys added uh, investor worries over this unresolved U.S.-China trade disputes that affects the world's economy while oil gains more than 1% in the, in, in the midst of the Middle East tensions. The tensions remain elevated. Saudi Arabia has restored more than 75% of the crude oil output lost from the attack that Iran waged against the largest oil uh, um, processor in the world. Mm. Amazing. They expect to have full volume back early next week. All right, we got some more news. 610-363-1110. You want to cue your call? We'll be right back. have a conference call by the way if you're a partner you want to be on the conference call on Wednesday I got to tell you the truth I wish it was on Thursday uh, because some of the economic data I already talked about that I'm waiting for I'm not going to have but um, nonetheless a conference call on Wednesday we got a number of things that we want to talk about and then I want to go through I want to give you some updates uh, in that conference call of some things uh, that I've expressed concern about a uh, few of those things at, at, at past conference calls, few of those things I'm a little bit more concerned about. A couple of those things I'm not so concerned about. Um, so we'll talk about those things on the conference call. I hope that you will tune into that. It's at uh, 1 o'clock Eastern time is our conference call. Remember, you don't have to be there. You don't have to be there. You don't have to be on the con conference call at 1 o'clock Eastern time, 12 o'clock Central time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You don't have to be on the conference call. You can come home from work and listen to it when you get home. It'll be posted on the conference call side of the website. So if you don't get there live... I say that, but we're, getting, we're starting to pick up more and more calls, uh, more and more people watch, uh, listening on uh, the live call. That's fine, but we will uh, post that, so keep that in mind. We also have uh, some news I want to go through, and we'll let uh, FISM News do that, but some other, some, some other news as well. Look, one of the things that I am getting uh, a number of comments about is the U.S. markets. Will they continue to go up? Well, look. Some would say, well, your guess is as good as mine. I, I don't know. And that's what a lot of economists are saying. My, my uh, response to that is it's really hard for me to figure how they can't go up. How can they not go up? I mean, really, we have no bond yields. So if you're a person, if you are investors, if you are investment managers, if you are institutional investors that are looking for yield, that need yield, if you are large bond, or I'm sorry, large pension funds that have to have a certain amount of yield, how can you not get into equities? I know it's a little bit harder for these large pension funds who have certain mandates that they need to be in bonds, but I got to believe that right now or the last month or so, they have been scrambling to get approval and changing some of those mandates because there's no yield out there without getting into junk, and you might not want to do that, right? So how can the markets not go up? Because there's really no future for income without getting into some growth and income stocks. You're going to have to be looking for yields through equities, as people have been doing, frankly, since 2010. So, look, we're going to have to see markets continue to go up. We don't have the inventory of stocks that we used to have. I'm trying to change that a little bit. Well, how are you going to change that? It is what it is. It is what it is right here. But I hearken back to some things that I've been working on for two years longer than that. I've been saying two years for two years, probably longer than that. Um, That some of you are aware of that we're getting closer to that could open up a little bit of a different world to us as far as um, particularly in the yield side of things. I'm very, very excited about that. We'll we'll talk about that. So um, we won't talk about it on the air. We'll talk about it if you're partners. I'm not going to ever talk about it on the air in all likelihood, but um, you'll, you'll, get a, you'll get a real strong picture of that as we move forward. So, look, the question is, how can they not go up? they got to go up. They're going to go up. I, I just can't imagine 
that we're going to see stagnation in the, year, in the markets. My, I'm not, I don't care about the markets. Again, I, I understand that, yeah, they're going to probably go up. That's a good thing. My concern is about the economy. And are we going to start to see stagnation in the economy? And my question is, could we be so lucky as to only see stagnation in the markets? Right? That's the real question. I don't think so. I don't think so. We're going to see volatility, but all in all, we've got to see some, some upside to the markets because of this buying in that is going on. But will we see stagnation in the economy? That would be a problem. Some are saying that we're headed into a Japan-like um, um, time warp. You know, there was a time four years ago when we said Japan lost decade. Well, now it's beyond that. They continue to have stagnation. L little inflation, no inflation, no growth, just plugging along maintaining a certain level of manufacturing, a certain level of exports, and a certain level of people being able to find jobs, have jobs, and keep jobs. But nothing really happening in the economy. And I guess the, that is better than one alternative of things continuing to drop off. Yes, that is true. That would be the same here in America. If we had that kind of stagnation in the economy, it would be better than the alternative of a dramatically... Uh, reducing, smalling, shrinking economy and things getting bad. So certainly, yes, but it's not what we want to see by any stretch of the imagination. I think we need to maintain a stronger dollar, which doesn't look like we're going down that road. That's disappointing to me. And we need to start having some trade deals. One of the highlights, one of the highlights of what we have seen, yes, U.S.-China trade may be getting on track, Listen, U.S.-China trade is never going to get on track. But I've said that before. It's not going to happen, not this time or any time. But nonetheless, maybe that is taking out some of the uncertainties that we're seeing in the Eurozone and here in America. And that may, that may be true. But <clears throat> the United States aims to avoid any kind of war with Iran. That is a good thing. And that's what the president has said. That's what Mike Pompeo has said. So that takes away, maybe, maybe it takes away, I don't know, maybe it doesn't, the uncertainty of all of that. But one of the highlights is in a historical event that happened in the Houston area over the weekend and greeting to the prime ministers of India from India, uh, Indian American people, the crowd and his speech was interrupted over and over again by roars of approval. President Trump hailed the India-U.S. relationship as India-American community um, that he's trying to reach as a, as a wonderful thing. And remember, this is a community that voted overwhelmingly against him in 2016. So, uh, but I think it was a historical event, and I think if you can take away any real optimism out of what's happened lately, that would be a real piece of optimism. We need good relations with India. We're going to go to FISM News, then we're going to come back, and I'm going to get to your phone, 610-363-1110.
Here's the news, FISM News, and I'll be right back. You're watching FISM News. I'm Ian Patrick, and this is FISM News. Catastrophic flash floods in Texas brought water levels up to three feet high this week. This makes Imelda the seventh wettest tropical cyclone to take place in U.S. history. Two deaths were confirmed, and over 1,000 people have been rescued as of Thursday, September 19th. The state of emergency declaration is widespread, affecting 13 counties in the greater Houston area. The Federal Reserve cut interest rates on Wednesday for the second time since July. Speculations from analysts say the 0.25% cuts could result in cheaper loans for most Americans. However, the cuts could also mean less interest in consumer savings. The Fed says uncertainties still remain. President Donald Trump asked for the resignation of National Security Advisor John Bolton on September 10th. The two men have had a history of disagreeing over fundamental issues. One week after ousting Bolton, Trump named Robert O'Brien as a replacement. O'Brien is a State Department official who currently heads hostage negotiations. He has had a long bipartisan career working in foreign policy. To date, O'Brien is the president's fourth national security advisor. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who is to blame for the recent drone attack in Saudi Arabia that took out 5% of global crude oil output? The Yemeni rebel group, called the Houthis, claimed responsibility for the attack, but evidence of this has yet to be provided. Meanwhile, Pentagon officials are pointing fingers at Iran as the responsible party. President Trump increased sanctions on the country and said the U.S. is ready to retaliate in response to the strike. Middle Eastern allies, such as Israel, agree with Trump's actions. <laughs> Meanwhile, Iranian leadership says the offensive stance Trump has taken is a counterpiece move. In a CNN interview, Iran's foreign minister, Mohammad Javad Zarif, warned of, quote, all-out war, end quote, in the event of a U.S. or Saudi military strikes against his country. Zarif claims that Iran wants stability in the region, but, he says, quote, we won't blink in order to defend our territory. What does the Saudi facility strike mean for the oil markets? Brian Scheid is a senior editor for Oil News in the SNP Global Platts. Scheid explained in an interview with C-SPAN that 80% of any oil market impacts are seen in later changes to gasoline prices. But what happened with prices was this, this knocked out 5.7 million barrels per day of production. That's roughly nearly 6% of global supply. According to Scheid, it takes about two weeks to be reflected in retail gasoline prices. 
which is why we aren't seeing the ripple effects from this event yet. Analysts expect prices to rise up to 20 cents in the upcoming weeks. On Friday, September 20th, 49,000 hourly workers entered day five of their strike against General Motors. The strike affects 31 factories and 21 other GM facilities across nine states, mainly in the Midwest. The union leadership is demanding what they call affordable health care, fair wages, and job security. Talks between the union and GM are ongoing. Oxycontin manufacturer Purdue Pharma filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy on September 15th. One study conducted by the American Society of Addiction Medicine concluded that four out of five people who are addicted to heroin started by using opioid prescription painkillers, such as Oxycontin. Purdue faces over 2,000 lawsuits linked to the opioid crisis. However, in the bankruptcy hearing, the troubled company requested permission to pay certain employees over $34 million in bonuses. As of this recording, it is unclear whether any employees will be deemed eligible by the judge. Lawrence Brooks is believed to be the oldest living World War II veteran in America. On September 12th, he celebrated his 110th birthday at the National World War II Museum in New Orleans. Family, fellow veterans, and current military service member joined Lawrence in celebrating this huge milestone with cupcakes and a special musical performance at the museum. I'm Samuel Case, and you've been watching FISM News. Thank you for watching. This has been FISM News. Six ten three six three eleven ten. Six ten three six three eleven ten. If you want to cue your thought, you're welcome to do it. Six ten three six three eleven ten. Six ten three six three. 1110. I was talking about President Trump on uh, with with a great rally uh, with the India Prime Minister, and that is an um, critically important trading partner right now. That is such a trading partner that could change everything. All those products that we get from China. I mean, here's another market that could possibly be open to us. We got to have a good, strong trading agreement with India, and hopefully, we can begin some dialogue because of this uh, great, great situation. President Trump said uh, to the prime minister that, you know, you, they, they hold the same values. He said, you uplift uh, our communities and you are truly proud. Talking to the, Ameri the Indian American people that were there, you truly are proud to be an American. And we are truly proud to have you as Americans. Uh, Trump said this to the crowd of uh, these, these voters. And uh, hopefully he uh, is hoping, of course, that he picks up some ground there with that. But nonetheless, uh, hopefully trade with India could change a lot of concerns that we have and uncertainties. And hopefully that will begin. Also, there has been conversations with Japanese foreign minister and the Japanese prime minister in reference to trade and talks with the United States, as they said in Japan this weekend, talks with the United States will bring peace of mind to the farmers and automakers, according to this interview uh, on public broadcasting 
in Japan that aired Sunday. So very, very uh, exciting to hear that uh, and, and, and the talks that were going on with Trade Representative Lighthouser uh, saying that, you know, the, the economic minister in Japan is very easy and uh, their working relationship that, that he has with them is great. So uh, President Trump and President uh, Shinzo Abe will uh, meet. President Trump said that he expects to secure a deal on farm uh, uh, tariffs and digital trade when they meet in New York this week. So that is also, that is very good news. That should help the market, should help bring, uh, uh, take a small element of uncertainty out of what we have seen uh, so much of. 610-363-1110. If you want to cue your call up, 610-363-1110. As we uh, get to your questions. Right now, as we look at the markets, uh, everything's in negative territory right now, not by a whole lot. Everything's around a quarter or 1% down. Um, not a lot. Small caps taking most of it uh, uh, on the chin. They're getting hurt uh, a little bit more. Technology stocks, also some of those getting hurt, trying to figure out what's happening with Amazon and all the big tech, Amazon, Google, and, and Twitter, and uh, all of these big, big uh, names, obviously. And even Microsoft jumping into the mix here a little bit. So the, one of the largest travel organizations in the world, Thomas Cook, is collapsing. So they are saying 600,000 people are stranded abroad as they've ceased operations, 600,000 people. Uh, this company's planning on laying off about 6,000 people as the company is uh, falling apart. And uh, this is bad news for the UK. This is a UK company. Some are blaming ex uh, Brexit, but it's not Brexit alone, that is for sure. So lots of things happening uh, in the news with that. 610, 363, 11. 10. Trump, Trump continues to put pressure on Beijing to end unfair business practices. Listen to this. Listen. Department of Justice has warned now for companies trying to bolster their presence in China, better bolster their defenses against what is going on in the theft of trade secrets and technology. And more of them now point to China than ever before. The U.S. Deputy, uh, Deputy Assistant General, um, Attorney General Adam Hickey said that since 2012, more than 80% of economic espionage cases brought by the Department of National Security Division, have, impl have implicated China. The frequency of cases has been rising in recent years, 
according to Hickey. So look, they are in a China's in a wild frenzy to gain as much as they can while they have an opportunity to do it. And the idea that we're going to have any kind of agreement, we might have agreements on a few bits and pieces with China, but we're not going to have a major trade agreement unless President Trump just totally rolls over and compromises on, on everything that he's trying to do, which I don't think he's going to do. And we are going to have to bear some of that pain. And we're going to have to bear some of that pain in a joyful way. We got to understand that this is what's best for the American people, the American consumer, the American worker, and the American economy in the long run. This is going to change the face of businesses for the good in the long run. And they need to understand that. I also, um, speaking of this, want to say that I sent out an email last night to some of the most influential people in the economy and in the faith community. And this email outlined what we're doing at Financial Issues. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And asking them to pray, to hold us up in prayer. And I sent them an article that was in CNS news in reference to what is happening in the corporate American culture. This notion of biblically responsible investing is beginning to take hold and beginning to come to some sort of understanding in corporate America. I'm very blessed and proud to say that financial issues for the last 23 years, has been at the forefront of that. And I got to tell you, we are seeing things happen in corporate America that I never thought I'd see. I thought it was going to be the next generation of this ministry. And we continue to work hard towards that. And I sent this article uh, to all of these people that I emailed last night um, as an encouragement to stay in the fight, to keep praying, and to do everything they can to work to... Uh, the, to end um, this notion that it's politically correct to fund these agendas that are grieving the heart of God, to try to encourage them to stick to what they do best and nothing more, to bring added value to their bottom line for their stockholders and in accordance with the mandate from their boards and to stay out of the culture war, yes, on the right and on the left, and to do what they do. If we can convince more and more of the big American companies to do this, and I stated in this email something I don't talk publicly about, but the companies that I've contacted and talked to in the last six months, not, not all of them, but I mentioned a few of the real big ones. There are far more than the ones I mentioned. But how important it is that we continue 
uh, to do that. And we do that because of you. This is the end. We're at the end of our year. We got another week left. Our year's over, our fiscal year at financial issues. I haven't sent out letters begging for money to stay on the air. And I haven't sent out emails asking. Uh, we have gotten so many wonderful donations, so many more soldiers. Every day we get soldiers, $20 a month, agreeing to $20 a month. That's all we ask. Because we know over the next 11 months, we can build this army that God is asking us to build that is gonna support this ministry and all the work that we are doing. The, this money goes to support all of our administrative expenses and our radio and TV time. And we're so grateful to all of you that are soldiering with us, that are, that are coming alongside us as warriors in the culture war that we are fighting and the work that we are doing. We're so excited about that. And we, we have more news that we're gonna share next week at a special uh, appreciation that we're having for some of our uh, major donors. And we're, we're looking forward to that. But we sure hope that you will continue to support this ministry. I haven't sent those letters out. I haven't been begging for money as we head to our year end because we're in the black, folks. Again, another year behind us. We have never had a negative year. We've never been been in the red. And I know that you want to support those kinds of ministries. And that's why I pointed out to you. I know that you want to feel good to know that our stewardship is paying off, our cautious, conscious, uh, consistent, good stewardship is paying off. But mostly it's all because of God. It's all because of what he has done. He continues to raise up just what we need to continue to stay in the black. And we hope that you'll continue to provide for our needs and help us. And we hope that God is nudging you right now to come alongside us and give to this ministry. All right, we're going to get to your phone calls. 610-363-11. Opinions and recommendations expressed by Dan are his own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's sponsors. 610-363-1110. 610-363-1110. Thanks for being with us. Let me go to phones. Feels good to go to the phones. Let me go to Jason. Jason calling us from Tennessee. Hey, Jason. Hey, Dan. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks. Hey, uh, listen, I'm, first of all, I just want to thank you for what you do. Um, and uh, <clears throat> hope you had a good vacation. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, I'm a new partner. I listen to your show uh pretty regular now, though I, I get lost in, in some of the things you talk about. I'm sure. Uh, main, thing I, <laughs> main thing I just want to ask this morning is uh, I want to start uh, some biblically responsible investments, and I'm not sure where to start. Well, the, the thing you want to do, uh, are, you, are you thinking about starting like an IRA or something, Jason? Well, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't really know the difference. Okay. So... Here's what I, I would love to see you do is the, the first thing that you would do is find a, um, uh, you know, a, a broker. So it doesn't matter who it is. They're all good. E-Trade, Fidelity.com, uh, TD Ameritrade, um, you know, whatever. whatever. It, you know, there's so many of them out there. And they're all good. They all do about they all do the same thing. They're all very secure. 
So the first thing you do is you go online uh, to one of those, uh, fidelity.com, say you go online, and you want to set up a Roth, R-O-T-H, Roth IRA account. That's what you want to set up. That would really be the best thing to serve you well moving into the future and for your retirement. And that's what I'd like to see you do. Now, what you're going to do, Jason, is you set that up online. You don't need money to set it up. Doesn't, uh, doesn't cost anything. You don't have to have money. You're putting in the account. You can get the account set up. And the ideal thing to do would be to set it up so that they, and they'll help you, they'll walk you through it, whatever you need. They'll help you do that. There's an 800 number on that website. And they, the, to set up this Roth IRA account so that a certain amount of money comes out of your checking account every payday that is uh, any amount. I don't care how much. I don't care if it's $10. It doesn't matter. Don't get hung up. On, you know, well, I can only do that. It doesn't matter. Just get it started. And I would probably tell you as a start to put it into one ETF. An ETF is like a mutual fund. It's a little bit different uh, in some ways that are irrelevant now. But they have a lot of different companies in them like a, a mutual fund. And you can start by putting $10, that $10, $20, $100, whatever it is, into this one ETF. And I'm going to give you letters so that you can tell them. It's T as in Thomas, P as in Paul, L as in Larry, C as in Charlie. T, P, L, C. That's the symbol. And, and so this money is going to go into this investment, it's biblically responsible ETF. Just let it keep going for the next year. And you're going to watch that build up. Can't worry about it going down. You can't get excited when it goes up. Just keep plugging away. It's a long-term investment, and you're just going to continue to put money into that. At some point in time, a year from now, you're going to want to begin to diversify it into a lot more individual stocks. You'll begin by learning. Go watch some of the videos on my website, um, the instructional videos. Uh, see your asset allocation model for your age, that, that age from 35 to 45. That's your asset allocation model. And you can start looking at that, but you, you'll really start getting more involved in that once you start building up some money into this Roth IRA account. That's how you start. That's where you should start. And um, that, that'll give you, you're going to have a lot of questions, and that's okay. Ask the questions uh, as you get started, but that would be a great place to start. Okay, thanks, Dan. Um, also, I'm in a 401A contribution through my. Uh through my work, I'm in the union. Okay. Uh, it's with Southern Electrical Retirement. I have no idea exactly what they invest in. Apparently, it's a board that does all the investing. Yeah. Um, I don't really know if I have any options with that retirement as far as what it gets invested in, uh, anything I can do with it. 
Yeah, I don't think you have a lot of options, Jason. But okay. do you have an option of how much money you can put in? Um, or do they? There's a certain percent that is part of my uh, union package that just automatically goes in. Okay. All right. Yeah, that would be fine. I wouldn't worry about it. Just leave it alone. Um, and and put in whatever the minimum is that you have to put in and then continue to do this other on the side. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Dan. All right, Jason. I'm glad you called. Thank you. All right, thank you. Yep. 610-363-1110. 610-363-1110. If you want to cue your call, uh, now's a good time to do it. Let me go to Charles. Charles from West Virginia. Hey, Charles. Hey, Dan. Long time no speak. Yeah, I haven't talked to you in a while. How things going? All right, I'm 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 doing well, and, Good. and you, I assume, and Yvonne are doing well. As we are, we're doing great. So thank super. you for that, Charles. Uh, bless you guys, um, Dan. I, I, you've probably probably discussed this before, and I didn't catch it. But the bombing in Syria, um, how does that affect the gasoline prices here? If we're supposed to be energy independent. So we, we always have to remember, you're talking about the bombing in Saudi Arabia. The, the, uh, Saudi Arabia. Oil. Yes, yeah, sir. that's okay. Yes, um, so oil is very, very much a global market. So I'll give you an example. If that bombing, which it didn't do, but had that bombing dramatically reduce the outflows of oil, which there, it's Brent crude oil. This is the crude oil that is going, you know, to other countries around the globe. Then it would put pressure on global inventories. And that would even mean inventories here, West Texas Intermediate Inventories, because that global inventories is a very uh, a critical... Uh, inventory number when we look at keeping oil in balance globally. So, for instance, if that were a, a really bad attack and would have dramatically reduced for an extended period of time oil production, it, it means that we would have stepped in, we would step in to fill that global shortage. If that would have happened, that would have lowered dramatically or, or would have anticipated the lowering dramatically of our crude inventories, which would have created our gasoline prices. It would have, it would have made them go up so that the gasoline usage demand would go down a little bit to help offset some of the, the inventories. So it's really complicated and it's a very delicate balance that we try to keep throughout the globe. So that's how that would impact us here at home. I'm hearing that it's already started to impact us, or is that an excuse for the gas companies to raise their price? Yeah, the gas prices really haven't gone up. Uh, they did on the knee-jerk reaction you know, um, when it first happened, because nobody knew, um, you know, the, the, um, 
you know, the, the, the extent of the damage. So, yeah, they, they immediately uh, went up, but almost as, um, as quickly as that happened, they came down. So when, when we look, so the average gasoline price right now is still $2.66, national average. So it was, it was $2 a month ago. It was $2.60. So it's up $0.06 cents from a month ago. But a year ago, it was two eighty-five. So we haven't seen any real dramatic moves in, in uh, the gasoline prices. Again, we did in that, in that immediate um, uh, reaction. It did create some tensions in the market, obviously. Is this going to be a war which is going to dramatically reduce inventories. And, you know, it had that, those kinds of concerns. But really not, a, really not a big deal right now, but certainly something that we're watching very closely with uh, Iran if, if, it were, if things were to escalate in, in that region of the world. It would definitely impact us. But, you know, we're getting ready to switch over to winter gasoline here in America. So prices will start to come down a little bit as a result of that. So we're in pretty good shape. It really hasn't impacted us much. All right. I was confused. Thank yep. you for clarifying that. All right, Charles. Thank you. I appreciate the call. God bless. God bless you and yours. Thank you. Same to you. Folks, uh, we're coming up on a break. We'll be right back. Our phone lines are open 610-363-1110. 610-363-1110. If you want to queue your call up, you're welcome to do that. Uh, speaking of gasoline, oil, and so on, next segment, as always, we have our ag report. I uh, hope you'll be, uh, be with us for that. We'll be right back right after this break. 610-363-1110. If you have to leave us, I hope you don't. If you have to, hope you have a wonderful day. But we've got two more hours of financial issues. We'll be back. If we ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under.